0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Strive's How You Lead Matters podcast,
1: where we talk about everything leadership.
0: From tapping into your motivation to filling yourself with grit, we're here to support you as you discover the character-driven leadership in yourself and those around you. I'm Tiff Lockridge.
1: And I'm Jared Smith.
0: Hello, hello. We are back. We have Coach Berlissa on the line.
2: Yes, 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 Jared and I haven't met. I've listened to all his podcasts for the last year, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's nice to meet you finally.
1: Yes, it is nice to meet you as well. I'm glad to add another face to my lifetime of memories to try and remember and just to hear you and your thoughts and everything that you're about. So I'm looking forward to this episode. I'm looking forward to just relaxing and having great conversation.
2: Yeah, I loved your podcast with my buddy, Stu when he, he collaborated with you, the sports psychologist, like you guys had a really engaging and like authentic uh, conversation. So that was special to me because that's my past life coming with my current life together. It was really, really great.
0: I never knew that we had a really good time on that podcast. Like shout out to Stu. That was a really, really good time. We enjoyed it. Well, coach Melissa, I have the pleasure of actually working with her and it's been awesome since I met her and we just met this year. But, you know, first things first, I just want to toss off the microphone to you. Let our listeners know, remind us, myself, a little bit about who you are. This is like the coach, the coach of the year, pretty much. Go for it.
2: Well, thanks, Tiff. Uh, again, my name is Melissa Hodgden. Um, I was a 31-year college basketball coach. If originally from a small town in Maine, first generation, my family to go to college, played Division II basketball, and then when that came to an end, I was fortunate enough to get into coaching, you know, pushed by a mentor to me to go that direction. Who a, a woman named Barbara Stevens, who uh, is she's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, like the Basketball Hall of Fame, with Dr. J and Isaiah Thomas and Larry oh. Um, And I actually saw her two weeks ago at a fundraiser, so that's really special relationship for me. So. 31 years, finished college coaching, and I, everybody knows I'm coming to an end in Belle Koklanis, who I'd never met, um, but we have a lot of similar people in our lives. Um, I was connected with her, and we had a long conversation, and I just learned about Strive, and it's everything that I believe in. So I was fortunate enough to come on in August as the Director of Development, which I'm a rookie in that field, uh, but really my mission is to support Strive and character-driven leadership. And get everyone to have access to it, not only in the United States, not only Delaware, but like all over the world is, is my vision, because I know it will really make an impact. And our work is now more important than ever. So um, like I said, after 31 years of college coaching, this is a new uh, direction for myself, but I'm really grateful to be part of it. Still part of the basketball world too. Um, but at the end of the day, I just want to help people reach their goals and dreams and make the world a better place.
1: sure for sure you said Barbara earlier and I was like that name rings a bell for some reason she's in the hall of fame for coaching yes yes so um thank you again thank you so much for being on the podcast today we are very much looking forward to interviewing you and getting right into it go ahead Tiff
0: like 31 years coach Melissa first of all she was already hitting heavy when she introduced herself 31 years first gen you have a mentor in a hall of fame you're already been giving back and you continue coaching you have a lot of weight underneath your belt with this and this is exciting to hear um, with that being said like what are some of the the best moments that you have with coaching also coupled in bring us a little bit of those challenging moments and those challenging stories but both in relation to what kept you going as a coach in your coaching career. Like, tell us a little bit more about that, because I know there's moments you probably wanted to give up or quit, or sometimes you probably wanted to do a whole rearrangement or a reface of a team or a program, whatever the case is, and then maybe coming brand new into coaching, maybe you had no clue being a coach, having those years underneath your belt, making the impact with the people that you've impacted, and then also having a mentor that you can still, you know what I'm saying, reach out to, and they can refill your tank. I think that's pretty heavy for me. That's some good (laughs) news there. Go ahead, coach.
2: Well, Well, Tiff, you know, you're already a mentor to many. Like I think that's what you don't realize as you go through life. And now that I've been through life, even though I still feel like I'm like 20 I'm obviously older since I've coached for 31 years. Um, You know, what you don't realize then, you're you're a mentor to people. So when I was 20 years old and working basketball camps in the summer, Kids looked up to me, you know, and they're coaching now, and I have relationships with them, and they'll say that, like, do you remember when you taught me the banana song at camp or that stuff? Mm -hmm. You don't even know you're doing it when you're doing it. You're just loving what you do. So I want to take it way back, though. So being a little kid, and and there's so many kids that, you know, are, are jaded by life as they go through it or impacted negatively by an adult, right? Or a person in power that takes away their joy or love for something they're doing. And you don't know it when you're a kid. So I think as a child, I was really lucky to have supportive parents that wanted me to do whatever I wanted to do. And they hadn't been to college. And if I wanted to go to college, they were gonna help me figure that out. And luckily like basketball was a passion of mine um, and I loved it, but I'm five foot two. And so even when I was little and everybody hadn't hit their growth spurt, you know, people, I think adults in my life foresaw that and were like, well, you're a great field hockey player. You could be a good um, softball player or even football. They tried to get me to play football for boys football team. And I was like, why are they doing this? Like, I love basketball. I want to play basketball. So I was a three sport athlete. And in high school, people still tried to push me to go. First field hockey or softball, which I had college opportunities with so lucky like so so lucky, Um, but I still wanted to play basketball and at that age I didn't understand why people were pushing me away from it. And I think that's something that it's really hard as a child or a teenager, even as a young adult or even as an older adult that peer influence has such power and words have such power oh, for yeah. bad, bad. And I think that's something I brought into my coaching once it, it clicked with me, probably in my early thirties to be honest, is that you know my words have power and I can build people up, but there's people around me that are breaking people down and the negative words, or whether it's somebody saying to me, don't play basketball, you're too small. That creates a self-doubt, right? Um, And then I I always have that in the back of my mind. So if I fail, like one year in the regional final of the States in high school, I took the ball to the rim and went up and the ball went through the hoop and we would have won and gone to the States and a ref called charge, no basket, right? And we lose. And I carried that burden, not understanding it's the whole game. It's not just that one play. But then it creeps into my head. Maybe I'm too small to play basketball. Maybe if I was taller, they wouldn't have made that call. Or Wow. You know? So the power of our words are so important. And being a coach, you're in that position automatically. And I think over the, my 31 years, making everybody understand that around me, whether it was camp or in, in the moment or playing against another team that maybe you know ran up the score, like getting in a position to say to that person, you know, don't do that. That's not good for the kids. It's not good for your kids. It's not good for our kids and trying to make that positive impact in any way possible. Um, because, like they say, words matter and they do. So, we as a person, and that's what Strive's all about is our own self awareness and confidence and understanding that's in our control, how we receive people um, and what we're going to let that impact be upon ourselves. So, my journey in life, 53 years old now, which I can't believe you know, every, uh, every, every experience has a ripple effect. Um, And it probably took until like five years ago, even that I had a, a person in my life that I worked with that tried to bring me down every day. And I couldn't understand that. And as an older person, I looked at it, like, maybe I can change her, maybe I can impact her. Because another coach told me once a mentor, hurt people hurt people. Right. So maybe they're struggling with something that that I obviously don't know what that's making them impact the environment in this negative way and, and trying to make a positive impact in any way you can.
1: Yes, yes, thank wow. you so much for sharing. I just wanted to add this part in, that's why I was looking on my phone for this quote. Um, Bruce Lee once said, don't speak negatively about yourself, even as a joke, your body doesn't know the difference. The difference. Words are energy and cast spells, that's why it's called spelling.
2: Wow, so I, think I haven't that heard just that connects. one before yeah it it connects perfectly
1: and so thank you very much for sharing that yeah
2: bruce lee is unbelievable obviously and i hadn't heard that quote and i'm a big quote person so now i wish i was coaching again so i could put it on the whiteboard in the locker room (laughs) but that's that's (laughs)
1: stuff
2: that needs to be put out there you know
1: that's great that's great Oh Melissa! Oh my word! I'm just so glad that we have this time to share in this moment. I want to get back to one of the the questions that Tiff kind of asked. Um, She said, "Can you talk about a couple of moments? What was your hardest moment as a coach?" And I want to start with that particular question. What was your hardest moment as a coach? Thinking back.
2: Yeah. Oh no! Like easy right now for me to say this. The pandemic. And that was later in my career where I had already pretty much committed not to coach anymore. And a friend of mine who I had recruited, so I was a D1 assistant, I had recruited her and she went to UConn and won three national championships at UConn. And then fast forward, eight, I helped her get into coaching. Actually, she, she I was at a player's wedding and she called me and I answered the phone and she's like, I want to get into coaching. Can you help me? And I'm like, you, you played at UConn. Like, I think you have other people that can help you. And she's like, I know, I think you can help me. And a guy at the wedding coached at Holy Cross and I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, do you need a coach? And he said, yes. And he hired her. And that's, I mean, that's how the world works. So later she gets her first head coaching opportunity. And I'm ready to get out of coaching. I'm a D3 head coach. And she um convinces me, like, I want to do this. This is my dream. I want you with me. Like, do it. I said, three, four years max. Like, that's all I can do it. I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll give you what I can. And so I went with her. And then we went 0 and 27 and we won our very last game of the year. And we beat the number one team in the conference. And it was on ESPN. It was crazy. Like, and you think you've seen it all as a coach that long. And then all of a sudden, like something like that happens. And that's what I said to everybody, you think you've seen it all. And there's always something next, right? So we all take a deep breath after that, we all need a vacation. And we're going to come back and we're rebuilding and, you know, recruiting and, and just changing the culture of the team, which is a lot of work. And we have this big plan for March, you know, 18th starting four week postseason. And March 13th the world was canceled, then our world was canceled. Then we have players from, you know, Latvia, France, Spain, Canada, all over the world coming, you know, and um, they, you know, came back in August and the world wasn't the same and college wasn't the same. And that broke me. And by by far that was my hardest coaching experience because one, a, a person that I really cared about being a head coach for the first time and wanting her to be successful, Like her dream was broken and I had to support her and and not show that I was hurt for her, but make her believe that we're going to be okay. Right. And support her in every way I can. And then I have these young adults from all over the world that are just messed up because it's so unknown. It's so unknown. And I think that goes back to strive too, like being really authentic of like speaking it, you know, being honest about it, not saying it's going to be okay because I don't know it's going to be okay but providing them love, care, resources and letting them cry, letting them shout, letting them feel like putting it out there.
0: Wow, I didn't think that would have been like your top number one. I wouldn't have thought that. Like as you shared that and also thinking about how it all started for you, for the young Melissa, I can only not help but to think about the relationships and how important they were to you to build those positive relationships from you being the young melissa and everyone doubting you or maybe even redirecting you to another team being multi sport player and them always just placing you in type of some type of box to you growing up coming of age being a coach and then mentoring someone and partnering with another to help them out along the way but then also boom this pandemic, how important was relationship building during that time? How important was it for you to grab a hold of someone else's hand who may have had strength? Or how important was it for you to step in with your partner as well to still show her success in the pandemic, regardless of how it may have looked? It's like you guys were still trying to continue this program, no matter what. How important was it when Coach Melissa couldn't be encouraging of herself or motivating herself, or even when you saw your your friend and your partner just just be crushed because of what's going on around them, how important was relationship building, you know?
2: Well, Tiff, as you know, and you know, we've only known each other uh, for a few months, but we connect. And I know you feel the same way. Like everything is about relationships.
0: For sure. Everything.
2: Yeah. It's the foundation of everything. So to go back to Barbara Stevens, who's in the Hall of Fame, you know, that I saw at a fundraiser a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, she had to always be like the strong one for her program. But she had stuff going on in her life, whether it was a family member passing away or a player quitting, right? Or a parent complain about playing time or whatever. But you're at a point in your life sometimes where you have to be that strong face and and find your outlet and Um, For me, like I was the elder person with the most experience in that situation and a really unknown for the administration at the university I was at and for the coaching staff I was with and for the players I was with. So I think what I did is try to be really consistent every day. Consistent every looking people in the eye, how are you doing connecting with them, giving them spaces they need it, but giving them that touch. To reassure them if they wanted it i was here in whatever mm-hmm. capacity and to me that's really uplifting like an only child with no siblings but being a team person like a team player like i never played tennis or golf like i've always been parts of teams that's really important for me so like jared i said this to tifa on a couple of zooms ago um, with our staff like i never thought outside of college basketball i'd find a team and now we have our team we meet with with strive And it's a team, like a true team. There's a connection. We're honest with each other. We pick each other up if we need it. And and that's really like what it's all about. Like from, you know, beginning to end, age seven to age 53, you know, connecting with people, giving people that space, being, let them be who they are, um, picking them up when they need it, being a rock when they need it in whatever capacity, and then being honest if, if I need space or if I need time, you know, and that's where I knew Like I had committed to her for a couple years, but I knew for myself, like I wanted to get out of college coaching this March. And I probably went a couple years later than I wanted to, but I couldn't leave that program when COVID hit. I would have just been running away from a situation that I I thought I could help.
0: Mm, Wow. Wow. Yes. I love it. I I end up hearing so much about the impact of relationships and how influential they are it's a ripple effect as you mentioned earlier and we can't do this thing called life alone that's what's echoing to me outside of everything that you just said it's just kind of like as much as we may think we may have the yes on our chest or moments where like you said we may have to Uh, take on the role of strength for someone else even though we may be broken inside it it still shouts out going to the deepest part of you going to the true essence of you going back to the self-awareness the things that we talk about here at strive you know walking it as much as we're talking it it's really digging deep and going with yourself within yourself to find that true essence to find the the why to find the purpose and I think like it almost seems as if in almost every aspect of your life coach Melissa like you've literally made a touch like you've literally made an impact no matter what and how the story goes and I think I'm really honestly impressed that a person who grew up without siblings still yearned community that speaks deep to me I mean it's the holiday season and We've lost loved ones we've we've lost opportunities we've lost a lot um, within the last few years but to be able to speak with you all and Jared to have this podcast to be able to think about the joys of life still and to know that the people who are remaining here, whether we know them or not, there's probably a stranger somewhere that I will come across at some point in my life, in the nearest future that will end up making a change or an impact of my life and changing it completely and positively. And I think people like Melissa, Coach Melissa belongs on the mic. She belongs in the book, on the screens, all of that. But even beyond and outside of those highlighting spaces, you find the nugget of joy. You find the nuggets of purpose. You find the nuggets of why and you stand in the gaps and I love that and I love that about you I really really do sorry Jared I got really like sensitive there because I really loved her the moment I seen her the moment we've met and this was all virtually I still yeah. have to meet her in person
2: right that's I mean and that we'd kid about this Jared I'm like Tiff good thing we don't live closer because we'd be hanging out high-fiving touching all the time like we just connect <laughs> on a different level with <laughs> Like deep conversations, but I have to take a spin on it and talk about that touch. So we recently did programming with the junior MBA, which I think you heard about. So yes. cool. So I have a friend, again, who works for the NBA, but I'd never like cross business with that. And she was just, she heard how passionate about and how happy I was with my new work. And so many people in my life, including her and the Bentley coach and others, you know, um, were concerned I wouldn't find joy in, in anything else but college basketball. And I really have because this strive can impact youth, uh, importantly, but like everybody and in, in every community. And so my MBA contacts like, tell me more about what you do. And, and she could just feel my passion about it. And then she's like, I think this could work with our quarter leaders. So we had our group had a conversation with the NBA and then the junior NBA, we did a Zoom with them. We met with them in person. And the, and the woman in charge of that program was like, listen, I'm really nervous. This is a tough nut to crack. They're the best high school players, male and female in the country that are going to be professional WNBA, NBA players, but they're not always the most like open. And I was like, no, we're good. We got this. And I'd never been for an in-person strive programming. I've only seen like the YouTubes and talked with my my gang. So we get down there and I meet Jalen for the first time. I meet Caroline for the first time. And instantly, you know, we had that bond, but I was nervous. Like I'm taking the team to the game, right? I'm taking the team to the game and we're going in the game. And the other team like that we're collaborating with is kind of like that coach is like, we don't know if they're going to be accepting of this or not. We had some technical issues in the beginning like laptop wise i was having anxiety caroline made it work i was like hallelujah cuz that's not my strength so that took off that edge i felt so confident in her coming through with that jays like got her outfit on she's positive energy high five and hug and ready to go and we had them like they were locked in they loved it candice who's the head of the program was like wow you had them engaged the whole time they loved it. And that's the thing. Like if you can get people to touch and open and have conversation, it's everything. We've just talked about it. We just had these high school kids with their mentors and they talked about if you had to choose between love and peace, what would you choose? And they had open conversations. And then this kid, I don't know if I can say her name, but she's a high school player. That's looking at some really good schools right now. She's speaking up on her side and saying why she's choosing one. And then she gets two people from the other side to come over. She convinces them. She makes like an impact statement and brings them to her side. And it was so cool to be part of that programming and understanding like, you know, you have to have those conversations within a team to be able to reach your present potential as a team, but also to reach your potential as an individual. And the impact that these young people will have because they've had these conversations now is going to make them so much stronger in the long run and make their team so much stronger in the long run. And that's what I look at every day when I meet with coach Tiff or Caroline Jalen with KB, whoever, like I get better every time we meet, you know, and that's the opportunity that you can't lose in life.
1: That's great. You got the same feelings like walking through the tunnel, the bright lights are coming down.
2: Oh, you know,
1: oh, I wish Sometimes, sometimes it was a
2: different kind of game. And let's And Caroline didn't understand. Caroline's like chill. And I'm like, it's game day. Like we should have team breakfast, team film walkthrough, staff like moment prayer. Like we're going. Like let's go. This is
1: it. <laughs> this is it, everybody. It's not a drill. Let's go. Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's after funny. it, it was like we got the win, and you know we went out as a staff and we celebrated. It was so good.
1: Yeah. Oh, Caroline. that's funny because she's like a little energizer bunny too. So like for her to be like the calm in the storm or whatever that other cliche quote is that's that's great to hear that uh she's manifesting it's great to see her relations relationship with you melissa develop and transform in that way as well because you know you already touched on relationships and how important and she is definitely like i said when I, an energizer bunny i get jolts when i see her she's like the uh what's that
2: yeah the energizer bunny the, energizer.
1: Oh, the okay good i'm glad everybody got that so yeah
2: but you awesome. know what, Jared, like we're a good team because she like crosses every T and dot is every dots, every I, and there's a process. And I'm more of like full court press. Let's go. Like we got to win. So I think we're a good balance for each other because she slows me down. And probably that day she felt my energy. My energy was like here. So if she came in with that energy, it would have been like, poof, you know, so, um, and Jay's energy was high, obviously to being a facilitator. So I feel like there's a good balance, and um, and Tiff can speak to this too. Like we just have a good team, we all have very different strengths and we can play off each other to make Strive Thrive, you know, which is the end game. And in my role, you know, it's it's a money thing and trying to get, you know, people to support financially our program so that we can give programming to people that can't afford it and provide that all over the world, like I mentioned. And we're at the end of our annual giving campaign right now and, and finishing our year in review, and we've done so many good things over this year. Um, people that can't financially support it will read it and see the work we do. And maybe they partner with us in a different way and can support us in different ways. So, you know, that should be out on the blog newsletter type thing uh, in the next couple of days. So make sure you read that too, Jared. It's good stuff.
1: For sure. For sure. Thank you for plugging it. You know, I have a question for you. So you haven't been a part of a sports challenge yet, but you've heard, you've heard of sports challenge and that component of strive. Yes. The, it's the OG. It's the OG. Right. The OG. Right. So, what would you like to see that program be like? I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this. I don't. I don't know. I want to know, as an accomplished coach as yourself, what to you would be a complete pro program. So I don't know if you know this about me. I actually was a part of Sports Challenge for three or four years, whatever that was. Um, 2017, I think I graduated high school. So it was like one of those ending couple programs. So again, I'll focus the question on you now, though, for your programming and what things that you've heard about Sports Challenge, what would be a complete program for you, knowing the things that you know, and your expertise?
2: Well, first three claps for you for completing it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and I, you know, I'm envious and people I've obviously talked to people that have been through the programming and that's like, whether they're the board on the board of directors now, or, um, you know, just relationships within the strive squad that I've talked to, that's where it all started. Um, and I'm so glad it's, it's spread beyond sports challenge because again, I think the work we do is important in every facet of life, whether it's um, staffing at a, at a business in a corporation, which we do, you know, a graduate school, which we do, uh, Tifted did the, the program at Purdue Business School. It's relevant everywhere, but sports challenge, like being the foundational program, leadership is such an important part of sport and character driven leadership and social emotional learning. Like this is the time to get middle school, high school people, you know, understanding that that's a big part of their success and teamwork and relations, like relationship development. It's not just skill development. So like Stu talked about, you know, if you don't do your mental mindfulness every day, but you shoot your free throws every day, you're not going to be the best you can be. It's all skill development. So that the the relationship, communication, empathy, grit, all those things that we, self-awareness, all those things that we'll talk about in sports challenge, along with shooting free throws, agility, things like that, like you have to have all those components, spirit, mind, and body to reach your full potential, right? And so I was fortunate enough, I think, to get that impact without people knowing they did it, you know, through my life in different capacities, whether it's a teacher, coach at the YMCA, in the park, in the driveway, wherever, like impacting, uh, giving a high five after you miss a shot. That's important, right? And now it's kind of part of a program. So um, appreciation, like we didn't talk about it as appreciation. It was just being a good person, like <laughs> mm-hmm. being a good teammate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sports challenge, when we go forward with it, uh, obviously there's a lot of good content already. It's stuff that we do, but getting back in person and bringing that touch to touch um, within sport and hopefully building on it the following year is our is our goal for sure.
1: I'm a, I'm a last thing, Tiff, and then I'll let you have the reins again. So what she mentioned, I don't know if y'all heard that as listeners, is the after missing a free throw, the high five point, that's a very important detail that I've learned personally in Strive, the sports leadership camps, not necessarily on the high five, but how to, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, on how to understand that the outcome happened that you didn't want but to say it's okay, compartmentalize it and to move past it and to hold yourself accountable at a later time, because you have to remember you're in the game and the high five boosts your morale, boosts morale. So just a little, little, little for our, for our, for our listeners to remember, look out for those things as we're talking, but thank you coach Melissa again.
0: <laughs> I love that. I've never experienced a sports challenge yet. But hopefully this year, I, that will definitely be my first. And when I tell you, it is something that I really do like, look forward to anxiously. And normally, I'm not really
1: anxious about things. I'm pretty laid back person. We're going to be rocking. It's going to be great. One, because I did it as an over... Well, oof, this is a lot of info dropping. <laughs> I, I was there when it was an overnight camp. Now, if it still holds true that this will be a day camp, then whew, it's, it's going to be it's going to open up a whole different components that at first I was like ah, I don't know but then when I got thinking I was like wait this is like a whole different ball game which is going to be so great where we are going to have the time even as coaches just to develop with one another because we don't have to look after kids at a certain time of night but you know like I said it's going to be a wonderful a great time.
0: I was yeah. like sports challenge is something that I um uh, I feel like I never knew existed with strive you know as a young kid of course but it was it's probably something that I I'm pretty sure I dreamt about like as a young athlete like I I like I've always desired going to uh, the camps or even like the training camps that I had to do, or even the club balls with volleyball or soccer. But it, most of those programs, it was so strict. Like I, it was tiring. It, it, it pushed me past my limits. It, it was definitely testing of my endurance. And I loved it because I grew stronger and more mature as an athlete, but I, in the same token, I was looking for fun you know? And I think that that was like the missing, like the biggest missing piece is still having that smile on your face or in your heart, because most time we have like game face on, um, but at least still having a smile in your heart, knowing that you enjoy it. And also that you have like light heart moments with this sport. It's a fun sport and it's supposed to be fun. So now that I'm like working with Strive and Strive is known for that just making things attractive in a great way by using positive thoughts positive energy positive vibes it's definitely something that is trickling down on me and I'm 30 plus now and so I'm like that little kid is like really getting excited now especially in the summer and I'm like yay sports challenge and I have yet to be to one but it's going to make my dreams come true I'm pretty sure
2: (laughs) And then I think like, you know, post pandemic, just getting together with people. And that was the thing, you know, being with our team, when, when the women could finally go to class, you know, they really rebelled against it. Like, why should I have to get up and go to class if I've just been successful online? And I'm like, well, this is a big part of your development. Like being in class is a part of, you know, a professor student relationship that's different than online. So you should Appreciate that and put yourself out there in a growth mindset, you know, just like missing a free throw again, like put yourself out of your comfort zone to grow and get better like sports challenge won't be overnight, you know the world's changed a little bit um, in every facet every capacity, but I still think like in person uh, participation is really important from a growth standpoint as well because it's a different challenge and also a different uh, luxury. You know, you get different things out of it, Um, even though some people might have anxiety around it. um, Some people really need that. Like I said, like being part of a team. And, you know, it's so interesting because when I have middle school, high school or college friends that reach out to me that are frustrated with their team, it's already happened this year. And they're all wound really tight and like I need advice. And I hear them spew out all their problems. Oftentimes I say, have fun. And they'll be like, what? I'll be like, have fun, give them cupcakes. What? Because I can tell that coach is just so tight that his or her team must be feeling that. So they're not having fun. And and then they're tight. So if they're tight, it's just not a good environment all the way around. Like you seep it, like a leader will seep their feelings. Like they will, it will trickle down to everybody. It will spread that vibe. It'll set up the environment. And I think the one thing sports challenges it seems like does a very good job of is creating an environment where everybody can thrive within that environment as their best self. Lean into
1: discomfort.
0: Lean into Amen. discomfort. And that's major. And I think that's, no, I know that's why I rock with strives. It's like, Strive has a way of encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone in the same, t- in the same token, creating a safe space so you can do that. It's definitely reaching the best potential of yourself, realizing before you do that or even before you can see the best version of yourself, you got to go through some things. You got to go through some uncomfortable phases and strive knows how to really capture that in their program. whether it is just like coach is saying with the youth or even adult staff professionals, it's it's everyone needs it. Everyone needs a moment and a gentle reminder to go back to the basics, play an elementary game, do color or something, have a fun moment. Whatever it is, Strive has a great way of capturing those moments. And I I see it daily as a facilitator. And I know Coach Melissa, you see it daily, just even in your partnerships and then networking, connecting with individuals that it, some people make it bigger than what it is. Some people make change bigger than what it is. Some people make giving bigger than what it is. And all it really is, is just reaching down to that joy piece of doing it, reaching back to the the basics of things and just getting to a moment where you can grow and see that better version, giving to strive. So you can see Strive at its best version. And, and I think that's that's really why I love Strive a lot because this has a lot to give back, not just to the community, but just myself alone. It speaks volumes. So like it's great to have Melissa on the team too. She just makes everything wonderful. Like back at
2: you, Tiff. Cap. Back at that you. That is okay. <laughs> it's, it's a true team, true team. But I think also on what you said, Tiff, is there's like you can listen to the podcast, you can read the newsletter, you know, you can go to the year and review. Like there's different ways for everybody. How you mentioned like play and color. Like I never thought of that. Like for somebody, it might be fun to color. Like when we do our staff rundowns, maybe we should do a coloring session instead of a, you know, two truths and a lie. <laughs> it's a different type of fun. You know, like <laughs> Ooh, y'all <it's> little- <laughs> get spicy in the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> different ways to, you know, develop your team chemistry and lean into. Comfort, discomfort, et cetera. Um, But we're trying to get as many uh, veins out, many Strive veins out so we can reach everybody. And the world's busy. Like I talked to some people that are donors or past financial contributors that are so, so busy, right? Um, But they want to support Strive and they just have to know how and what capacity to do that. And I feel like we do a good job of of getting the word out there. So hopefully we continue to do that.
0: Absolutely. We do. Well, you know, what's, what's down the pipeline for you, coach Melissa, whether it's strive or anything else important. I mean, hopefully you got a book coming out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You've seen how I write. I'm like all over the place. So, it, which is, yeah. I think is creative and great and outside the box. And people Absolutely. Like, really I know
0: you mentioned the, um, the annual giving campaign is, is yeah. going on right now. Um, anything happening launching off in the new year?
2: Well, I learned because everything's data-driven, right? So in my new world of development, I've learned that most giving happens in the last three days of the month. So I, I have anxiety, Jared. Like I just talked about this in our staff meeting. Like I like to do things ahead of time. Like why would I wait till the last three days of the month to donate when I can donate today? Like that makes no sense to me. You know, there could be a power outage. There could be a family emergency. I don't want to wait. But I've learned that that's what last
1: check of the month, you know, the extra check. No,
2: (laughs) I don't know. Like, let's just do it. So I'll be up in Maine. My parents are 80 and 85 years old. And that's one reason why I wanted to get out of coaching too. only child to be able to support them more and also be able to attend baby showers, funerals and weddings that I haven't been able to attend. Like Really, college coaching is a whole lifestyle. You miss a lot of just regular life. Um, And that's what I've learned the last few months, too. Uh, But I'll be up in Maine in the house my dad built in 1967. It's 750 square feet, one floor, no stairs. Uh, They didn't have internet until I put it in. They don't have a smartphone or computer. It's a whole very special life. Um, But I have internet so I can work from up there and I'll be on the phone and computer on the lines trying to get those last donations in the annual giving campaign and set Strive up for success in 2023 and fund Sports Challenge, Jared, we got a fun sports challenge. So get your alums. Absolutely. Somebody's alumni. gotta do it. <laughs> get your alumni group from 2017.
1: We're, gonna, we're go. gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Um, Coach Melissa, I do want to ask our most famous question because I don't think we've really asked it yet. Right. But how do you define leadership?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a book, right? But to go back to what you said. People make it too difficult when it's really simple. It's just caring, just caring, like just show up. That's leadership. So I think the one consistent thing for 31 years is I showed up like every day. And especially during those pandemic times, I was uncertain. I had sick friends and family member, but I showed up every day. I made a, I made sure I showed up for that team every day. Um, and when certain people didn't show up, I found them and found a way to get them to show up for themselves and show up for others. I think that's where you really got to start with it all, right? Because you can't you can't lead if you're not there, and you can't lead if you're not okay. So, got to be in that good place to show up. That's it. Mic drop.
0: When I tell you that's a record, that gotta be the record for podcasts. That's the the shortest way but most impact with depth to describe and to explain what leadership means to you leadership showing up giving a little care giving a little kindness it's just simply being there the the best way that you can and even if you're not at your best version of yourself you can know that about yourself you can communicate that about yourself and you can still show up i think that's amazing Thank Finish. you, Coach Melissa. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, listeners, to every everyone who has taken the time and, and opened up your ears to all of our amazing stories. Hopefully you've enjoyed them. But please, 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 as we mentioned, we are in the season and the spirit of giving. It is now time to go ahead, go donate to us, help us out so we can continue helping the amazing communities that we are impacting. If you can't do that, check us out on our YouTube channel at Strive How You Lead Matters. Also our podcast, Strive How You Lead Matters. And check us out on our website, striveleadership.org. We appreciate you all. Happy New Year to you all. Thank you so much, Coast Melissa. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to you and yours.
2: Happy holidays to you both, Jared. Pleasure to meet you finally in Zoom. And Tiff, good to see you as always.
0: Always. Much love. Thanks, Jared.